0: Welcome to the King's Island Central Podcast. KICentral.com is King's Island's ultimate fan site. Now, here's your host, Robbie Zerhuesen.
1: Welcome to episode 14 of the King's Island Central Podcast, King's Island, a ride-through time. Today, I'm joined by Brad Perdue. Hello. And we have special guest making a return appearance on the King's Island Central Podcast, Evan Ponstingle.
2: Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on again.
1: You're welcome.
0: Glad to have you back.
1: On KIC forums, he goes by the username KIC Ghost Guy. He is the author of the upcoming Kings Island Ride Through Time book. And if you haven't listened to episode eight of the KIC podcast, we highly recommend you go back and listen to that podcast as we discussed his book on that episode. Evan, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah, so I am a high school senior uh, in in Mason, Ohio. So literally uh, right next to King's Island. Uh, I work at King's Island. I've been going to King's Island since I was four years old. Uh, so I am a, a pure King's Island being. Um, but, but I've been working in merchandise since 2017. And one of the most common questions that I was getting and I wasn't really expecting to get this question so much, was do you sell any books about the history of King's Island? And not only did we not sell any, but nobody had even written one. Uh, I had always wanted to see a King's Island history book, to be honest with you. I, I, I was very much interested in the park's history. I really wanted to learn more about it. And I had so many people coming in and asking me that I decided to write one. Uh, so the product is King's Island Arrived Through Time. Uh, which is the first ever King's Island history book. Uh, It features 41 interviews. Uh, I interviewed 41 people from throughout King's Island's history. It tells the entire history of the park from its inception all the way up to the present day. Um, And it's available for pre-order right now from rivershorecreative.com slash King's Island. And it'll be out on April 15th.
1: In your last interview, you said Mystic Timbers was your favorite ride in the park. With the opening of Orion last summer, has that opinion changed?
2: It has changed. I would have to say that Orion is my favorite coaster at Kings Island right now. Why? So, so uh, I just, I think it's a, great, it's a great collection of elements. I think it's very dynamic. Uh, I love the first drop, it's phenomenal. I think the airtime moments are great. Uh, I think it is a great mix of forces, uh, great theming uh, as well, uh, a great placement in my opinion. It's a beautiful looking ride, so it hits all the right marks in my my Kings Island book, in my opinion. So, but Mystic Timbers is still my favorite wooden coaster at the moment, right now. Generally speaking, Mystic Timbers is my favorite wooden coaster.
0: So earlier you mentioned um, customers in the Emporium were asking if the park sold a Ki history book. Um, what did you tell people this last year with your book? on the edge of coming out. I mean, how did you react when you got that question?
2: Uh Yeah, I would just say, you know, it's, it's coming soon. It, it's coming on the horizon. Um, Because at that point in time, uh, I, you know, July, August, 2020, at, at that point in time, I was not expecting this book to, you know, come out in 2021. You know, at that time, I was being told uh, by my, my, what was my publisher at that time I was being told that that we were targeting um like late summer um like late August early September at that time um but there was still a fair amount of uncertainty so so I was just you know coming soon but but again I was still expecting the book to come out within the next couple of months or so I was not expecting it to come out on April 15, 2021, but let me tell you, I am so glad that that it is coming out on April 15, 2021
1: instead. What additional information have you added to the book since the last time we talked?
2: Yeah, so I have added, uh, so basically what happened was that uh, the first publisher uh, pulled out at basically the last minute, um, and I was able to get in contact with uh, Barry Hill uh, with yeah, He runs Rivershore Creative, a uh, great company. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's basically just him, but he's a, he's a great person to work with. He's written a great book about regional theme parks in America. Uh, he re- when I, I told him about this book, he really understood um, what I was doing um, from the beginning. Um, so what I was able to do was he gave me three extra months to do basically whatever I wanted with this book. So I was able to interview a ton of more people. So when I first started this book, I interviewed uh, my my original uh, manuscript. It was 28 people interviewed. And then right now the final copy is I interviewed 41 people. So almost double the amount of people I interviewed, I was able to add a bunch of more photos. I was also able to use that time to recruit a cover designer. So Paul Bonifield, uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the name, uh, he is the graphic and scenic designer with Cedar Fair Planning and Design. He's done great work at King's Island. He's done great work uh, at, at the other Cedar Fair parks. And he did an awesome job on this cover. So this book, it's about 100 pages longer than what it would have been had it come out uh, in its initial release, which actually originally was supposed to be, to be May of 2020. And, and like I said, I'm so glad that that did not happen because I was able to use those three months to just take the book from a, 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 a very good book To just take it up to another level.
0: That's awesome. In the last show, you mentioned you had interviewed 20 some people. Uh, Are there any new interviews this time? And can you name any names of uh, who also made it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So let's see here. So yeah, so it went from 28 to 41. So in that time, I was able to interview um, Andy Dodderman from Daniels Woodland, uh, Mark Shoalware from Cedar Fair Planning and Design, uh, Rick Bastrup from RR Designs, uh, which did uh, the theming for Adventure Express and the Design Phantom Theater. Um, I was able to interview Ed Dangler, who was the uh, Rise Maintenance Manager from um, 1992 to 2007. I was able to interview, who was after that? I was able to interview Jack Rouse, who was the first uh, live entertainment director at the park. I was able to interview Keith James, who was the um, uh, the assistant uh, live entertainment director when the park opened. I was able to interview Mike Foley, who was a landscape architect with King's Productions, which was the uh, design department of the Taft Broadcasting Parks. Oh, wow. Uh, so to so gain, so gain that new perspective, I was able to interview Rob Decker, uh, of course, former head of of Cedar Fair Planning and Design. I was able to interview Greg Crane, who was the uh, corporate director of Cedar Fair Planning and Design. Um, Oh, I was able to interview Paul Bonifield. I was able to interview Rick Bellheimer, uh, King's Island's current director of Park Operations. Um, And I was also able to get a a final interview with Mike Kuntz um, in order to wrap up the Orion section, wrap up the 2020 season section. So. It's, it's it's just, it's great. So much new insight. Um, it's it's just fantastic.
0: I, I didn't receive my invite. Is it still stuck in email somewhere?
2: <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> well, the, the, the focus is on um, the people who have developed the park over the years and the people who've really, um, the people who've made Kings Island, they've shaped Kings Island through the years. So that was kind of my, goal uh with with reaching out to people was kind of my my idea so well,
0: i was just giving you a hard time but you yeah. know uh <laughs> so absolutely yeah uh, i'm i'm just the person who helps run kic
2: no and now, you do you do a great job so no oh, thank you it's great <laughs> yeah you're welcome
1: now that a ride through time is complete is there a section of the book that's your favorite
2: yeah there are there are a couple sections that i really really like i really like um the, the the inception of the park, the development of King's Island, how King's Island came to be. I think a lot of people are really familiar with that story, but nobody has really heard it from the mouths, you know, of the people who actually made it happen. So in that section, I interviewed, you know, almost everybody uh, still alive that that was involved in developing the park, planning the park. I think people are really going to to really enjoy that and really enjoy going really in depth, getting really in depth on the process of what is it like to build a theme park, you know, from the ground up and, and, and build it so successfully as, as King's Island. Uh, so I think people are really going to love that section. I'm really proud of how that section turned out another section that's a highlight for me i think is the story about the beast again this is another story that i think a lot of people kind of know uh but again i was able to interview a lot of people involved with with that project uh and and the really cool thing about the beast is that that ride was designed and built totally in-house by king's island um like that never happens you know parks do not design and build you know their own rides uh, but the beast was and it was the world's longest wooden roller coaster still is to this day, you know, 42 years later, and was not built without a scientific calculator, without a computer. Uh, so I think that's an amazing section. Uh, and then closer to the present day, of course, the story behind uh, Orion. You know, Robbie, I'm sure you, you, you already know, because you were involved on that project. Uh, but, but that story about how that ride was developed has never been made public before. So this is going to be the first time that that story is really gonna be published and, and made public. And I, I think people are really going to find that story very, very interesting. So I'm really excited for people to read uh, those sections, but I'm, I'm just excited about the book in general. Uh, I love I love just about every part of the book, but but those are just some sections that, I, that really stand out to me personally.
0: What is the most obscure historical fact you found while you were writing the book that really blew your socks off?
2: Um, so I'll, I'll tell you this little, this little story as, as a tidbit, you know, from the book, you know, everybody always asks about, uh, the Brady Bunch filming at King's Island. Uh, in, in my opinion, one of the more interesting stories is actually from when the Partridge family was, was filming at King's Island. Oh,
1: yeah. So Dennis
2: Spiegel was the, uh, assistant general manager of King's Island in its opening season. And he got a call one day from a guy that worked at, uh, channel 12, uh, which Cincinnati, news station was owned by Taft Broadcasting, which, as you guys know, owned and built King's Island. And the guy from Channel 12 said, hey, Dennis, uh, my son loves the Partridge family. Uh, he's like nine years old. Is it OK if he comes, if you take him down to the park and you take him around to the park and, and you you let him meet the Partridge family? So Dennis Spiegel took this kid around King's Island, spent the day you know, babysitting him, basically. The kid was running around wreaking havoc with the Partridge family, uh, but that kid was George Clooney. Oh wow! So, so yeah, I mean, just crazy story, uh, but very obscure. But I, I, that's just one one little tidbit of the the many stories that you will find in this book.
1: That's a great little story.
0: Tell us um, something that you found that's out there that was completely wrong that is cleared up in the book.
2: Yeah, um, a lot of people online talk about uh, the reason why the racer was turned backwards. Um, everybody online says, "Oh, it's it's because you know the bat was very unreliable, so you know, in order to compensate for that, the park turned the racer backwards." But that is not what happened. That is not the reason why that happened. So I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but but that is that that, that story the, the true story about how that happened is revealed in the book. So you'll have to read it to find out.
1: And to glean a little information from the marketing point of view, you've been in episode 13 of the KIC podcast where we interviewed Bill Mefford and he talked a little bit about the marketing behind turning the train around backwards on the racer.
2: Yeah, that's a great podcast for all the the audience that hasn't listened to it. Highly recommend it.
1: Now that we've seen the front cover of the book, can you tell us a little bit about it?
2: Absolutely. So the cover was done, as I said earlier, by by Paul Bonifield. And I I interviewed Paul and he, you know, he's done so much great work for Kings Island, for Cedar Fair. And I said, you know, what do you think about doing the cover for my book? And he said, you know, I, I have a lot of projects going on. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'll, you know, I'll help you with some ideas. I'll help you. I'll help you with some ideas. And he ended up carrying the cover through to completion, uh, and it turned out great. <laughs> that sounds um, like Paul. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it, it turned out great. I mean, it, it's it's something else. Um, a, a couple of a little, you know, there there's a lot of meaning behind you know the stuff on the cover, you know, so uh, the front is kind of, you know, it's kind of like a beat up kind of weathered look, uh, the color styling, it's all based off of kind of like a, like a 1970s travel brochure was kind of Paul's idea there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll notice the colors on the front cover, uh, each of those colors actually represents a different land of Kings Island. And each of those colors uh, uh, leads onto the back cover. And on the back cover is actually a timeline and photos of each land from 1972 to 2020. So it's it's a ride through time. So it's really cool because you're going to see the cover, you'll pick up the book, you know, in a store and you'll see those colors and you'll see that it leads off of, of, of the front. So you'll turn the book over and the photos will reveal, uh, it'll be revealed in the description. And it just, that was one of the things that I said to Paul is I really want this to convey that this is not just about King's Island in 1972. This book is not just about King's Island in 2020 or 2021. This book is about the entire history of the park. And another, another way of, of conveying that, that that idea is the vintage logo on the front cover. Um, I really wanted the vintage logo, uh, but you'll notice the dot on the I is the Cedar Fair pennant flag that's used on the current logo. Right. So So it's old meets new. So it's just like how this book is about the entire history of the park. So
0: Yeah, that's really cool how you kind of tie that original logo in with a little bit of the Cedar Fair logo as well.
2: Yeah, right. And, and that and that was that was pretty much Paul's idea, was because I said, you know, what what if we put the, the pennant flag, what if we put that somewhere on the front cover to help just bring that idea of a ride through time? Mm-hmm. And he's the one that put it over. As you place the dot on the eye, and I'm like, that's 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 perfect. You know, that, yeah. I mean, that's it's just I mean, he is so he is he is, you know, Paul's one of the most talented people working in the industry right now. I mean, that cover just turned out so great. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah, he does some awesome work.
2: He he is he's yeah. I mean again, you know, Orion and Area 72 and and antique cars, you can see his work all around King's Island. So uh, which of course is, is talked about in the book so yeah I mean he, he's he's super talented and I'm, I'm so glad that he's able to carry that cover through to completion
0: and the last time we had you on the podcast you had mentioned Mike Coons the general manager of Kings Island was reading the book did he finish the book and did you get his reaction of the book
2: yeah, uh, he did finish reading it, um, and he really liked it. He loved the stories. Like I said it did a great job, uh, and of course, he signed off on on selling it in the park. So. Oh,
0: that's awesome.
2: Yeah, so you will be able to buy *King's Island: to Ride Through Time* at the park, uh, but but again, the park is not opening until excuse me, the park is not opening until May eighth of this year. So if you can't wait until then, you can still pre order online and get the book beforehand.
1: How did kingsislandcentral.com influence you in writing the book?
2: Well, the, the great thing about Kings Island Central is it really gives you insight into what people want to know. So there are a lot of instances where, you know, I was reading through and, you know, people say something and it's like, you know, I wonder if there's a story behind that. You know, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's Let's figure out the story behind that. Uh, you know, why this thing happened. Let's let's figure out the story behind that. Or people will, will ask a question. And it's like, oh, I'm interviewing somebody that was directly involved with that a couple of days from now. You know, let me let me write that down as one of my interview questions. So you really get to gauge what people want to know and the questions that people have. And so this book is going to answer so many people's questions. It's going to clear up so much stuff. Uh, so that was really, really great with Kings Island Central was to be able to see instead of just being what I wanted to know, extend it a little bit more and see to what the public wants to know. So, so
0: we were kind of your inspiration in your, in your book writing.
2: Yeah, in, in, a, in a lot of ways. Um, and and one, of the, one of the reasons why I decided to write it uh, was because I did do a, um, a blog and I did some historical articles and the response on King's Island Central was very, very strong. So I knew that a book written by me would be strongly received as well so so that, right. that helped that helped you know again like i said everybody's asking me about it i wanted to do it but then thinking about you know how positively people responded to the little you know the, the really small historical snippets it's like what what are they going to say when a, a whole book is written about this stuff so right. so for sure for sure
0: how do you want a ride through time to change people's change people's thoughts about king's island history
2: well I I really want people to come away with a deeper understanding and really appreciation of what has gone into developing King's Island through the years and the passion that the people that I interviewed have for the park and the passion that they have for, for ensuring that the park is the best that it could be. And along those same lines is I really want people to appreciate the people that have made King's Island what it is throughout the years so a lot of these people almost all the people that I interviewed really have never had their stories shared before and so it's going to be so cool to have their contributions finally publicized and their contributions finally recognized by the general public so I think that's that's going to be great
0: yeah
1: do you go into the rumors about Kings Island being haunted at all?
2: just a little bit. I do talk about the Ghost Hunters episode. So, you know me, I, I can't resist a good ghost story. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, but, uh, you know, the, the book is historical, you know, but, you know, having the Ghost Hunters film there, you know, that did allow me to just, you know, spend, spend about a page just talking a little bit about that. Uh, Don Helbig, of course, was the person involved with bringing Ghost Hunters to King's Island, coordinating all that with, with them. So, he has some very nice quotes and he also has a little ghost story of his own. So you'll have to Ooh, read the book and find and that's out about in the book? that one. That is in the book. So so a little a little ghost story in the book. I, I couldn't resist. So
0: So you don't go uh, into significance of the cemetery at the front no. of the park?
2: No, not really. Other people have done that. It's right. on my blog. It's like, you know. Let's bring something new to the table. Yeah, that 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 was really my thought during a lot of this book was, you know, some of this stuff has been covered before, but how do I make it new? How to make it fresh? You know, how do I bring newness to the table? Right,
0: and we were kind of doing that um, in our last interview with Bill Medford because we we talk a little bit about Tower Johnny in. In that episode and you know we didn't want to dive deep into what happened because like you said a minute ago uh, that's been discussed a lot Uh, we want to know what the park was thinking and and thought of at the time so um, that's how we we went about that question with with Bill so it's kind of nice that you're you're thinking of different perspectives of how to, to go about things
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I didn't want this to be, I mean, again, I want to stress, this is the first ever Kings Island history book. So like most of this book had never been done before. But for instance, you know, I know, um, like Cincinnati Magazine, they did a really good article about the Beast's 35th anniversary, I think. So like, again, it's like, you know, what do I, what do I bring to the table that just brings a new and different and fresh perspective?
0: Right. Did you have others helping you in writing the book? Or was it just 100% you?
2: Um, yeah, so um, I had an editor, um, actually, my mom uh, proofread the, the first draft of the book, actually. <laughs> um, and then, but but then I actually had a professional editor uh, with Barry Hill uh, from Rivershore Creative. Mm-hmm. So, so he, he was amazing. I mean, he's been amazing to work with, because he really grasped what he really understood what this book was about, you know, the story that I was trying to share with the world, because he, he had started this publishing company to publish his own book about the history of regional theme parks in America. So he really understood that that people really want to know the whys of, of how all this happened. So he really understood it. And so when he was proofreading the book, he really understood my message. Um, and gosh, I, I got to hand it to him because he spent so long. He, when I sent him my original, my original last manuscript and he formatted the whole thing and that was when he spent that time formatting it was when he gave me the time to add all the new stuff into the book so he's like here is the final formatted version i'm like great i'm like thanks for giving me these three extra months here's about a hundred new pages of stuff to add into it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's crazy. And he's, he's a college professor, I mean, but, but he did such a great job of, of adding all of it. He added all of that into that book. He made it all work. He spent so much time working on that book. I, I, I just, I cannot thank him enough. And he really had, he, he really was in the same vein of, of wanting to see this book to completion and wanting to make sure, because he understood you know, yeah, that's a, I mean, a hundred more pages of stuff. I mean, that's a lot, but he really understood that this book is the first ever. So it has to be the best that it, that it could possibly be. So I really got to hand it to him. We also had a couple of advanced readers. Uh, We had four, Um, just people that we sent, sent the, you know, the manuscript to just kind of gauge a little bit of a public reaction, um, get their thoughts before uh, we set a final copy off. And um, they were extremely helpful, kept uh, a lot of proofreading stuff. Uh, uh, you know, a couple things that, that, they, that, they, that they felt were needed um, that we really hadn't, hadn't necessarily thought of before that we were uh-huh. then able to add to the book before we sent it off to the printer.
1: In our last interview, you're still working on getting in touch with a couple people to do interviews. Were you able to get in touch with everyone that you wanted to interview or there's still some people that you couldn't contact?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it, it really was, it, I was very lucky I was able to interview just about everybody that I that I really felt was uh, very necessary. There, there, there were a couple people um, who, you know, were not responsive to emails and such. But again, you know, you're working under a deadline. So you have to, uh, you know, just, you know, unfortunately, you know, move on and, and, and come back later. Um, actually, You know, a a lot of the people that I ended up interviewing uh, for my for my last round, people that I had wanted to initially, and just wasn't able to because of that, my original deadline, luckily, three extra months. And so I was able to reach back out to them and say, Hey, I mean, if you know, just one one last chance, you know, if you really want to be part of this book, and, and luckily, almost all of them, you know, responded. And so I was able to put them in the book. So, wow. So yeah, that was, that was really great.
0: You had mentioned earlier that you got more interviews in um, and pictures. Um, where did the pictures come from? Did is those all yours, or did you have people contribute?
2: Yeah, the pictures. Um, almost all of them were contributed from people that I interviewed. Um, so, for instance, Dave Folke, uh was with the park, you know, for about 20, 21 years. Um, he, he was kind of the guy that the park would send out to, like, local schools and do, like, presentations on, like, what it takes to, to build a coaster and plan a coaster and such. And the park would give him all of their slides. Yeah, to, to present these schools. And so he kept all of those. And so he was able to scan a lot of those and send those in to me. Uh, Tom Kempton was, you know, involved marketing, public relations in the parks first couple of years. He has uh, photo albums of the park being built, the parks first couple of years. So he's able to add those into the book. Paul Bonifield has a ton of photos that I was able to add to the book. Uh, so yeah, for the most part, it was people that I interviewed uh, that that contributed those photos, which is, is great. I mean, it, it's just so great that these people that I interviewed, they, they saw what was in the book and, and they tried to contribute as much as possible. Uh, it was just amazing to me.
0: Well, a plug for KI Central here. We have a really big um, photo collection on our site, but we're always looking for more, especially if you have any vintage photos, um, anything in the 80s, 70s, uh, early 90s. We would love to have it if you go to our, our page of um, the, our photo gallery page at the top, there's a link to where you can submit the photos and we would love for anyone who would like to donate some of their photos. We'll add them into our gallery as well.
1: Is there anything else you want to tell us about this book since our last podcast? <laughs>
2: Um just that you know the best thing that happened to this book was the first publisher pulling out. you know yeah you know it's it, it's it's disappointing that it's disappointing on paper that this book was delayed a year from when it was supposed to come out but that year has made all the difference. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, I was able the, first of all the new publisher is just Barry Hill is, is a lot. You know, he's so professional to work with. the The formatting of the book is so professional. Uh, it, it's you know, the the book. I just had that extra time to just take this book, what was a you know pretty good, you know maybe you know slightly above average book, and just really take it to what I feel. What I feel is just really take it to the next level.
0: Having that extra year in there, were you able to include information about 2020? Uh, with COVID and the delay of the season and the shortened season?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's kind of tied in with Orion. So I don't have like a, I don't know if like a, a, like a, 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 excuse me, I have like a, a COVID section, but like it's, it's tied in with the Orion section. So because COVID, you know, impacted, impacted Orion, um, and again, this is one of those instances of, you know, Blessings in Disguise where, you know, the theming of, of, of Orion, you know, there were a lot of holes in, in Area 72 and the Orion queue line that just were not filled. Um, a lot of just empty spots, spots that, that could have something going on in them. And planning and design were able to use, they were able to use those extra months that the park was closed and add a ton of more theming, readjust the theming that was already there, but maybe wasn't, um, wasn't things that look good on paper, but once you install it, you know, might not have worked as well, uh, you know, fixing all of that. So again, so Orion turned out, the Orion experience is a lot better than what would have been had the park opened on schedule. Um, so yeah, so that's discussed in the book. And then the great thing about my last interview with Mike Koontz was, um, like the Monday before Thanksgiving. So park closed for the season on November 1st. So I was able to get his thoughts on, you know, opening Orion and the 2020 season, closing out the season, all of that. Mm -hmm.
1: Now that you have a ride through time ready for print, how does it feel to have it completed?
2: It it feels amazing. It's yeah, I've been working on this every single day since January of 2019 was, was when I started working on this. So it, it feels amazing to be so close, especially after, you know, you know, everything that's happened in between, whether it's, you know, a publisher pulling out, you know, after I'd already signed a contract with them, whether it was, you know, people taking, you know, a year and a half to, to respond to emails, you know, it, it, it just, it, you know, it feels so good that I was able to just get all of that in line and just really come out with a really high quality uh, book. And I, I cannot wait. The book is at the printer right now. So if you've already pre-ordered it, um, this book, actually, it'll probably already be out by the time that this podcast comes out. Um, so the official release date is April 15th, um, but it'll probably be out about two weeks from the time that we're recording this. So I just, I cannot wait to hold the physical copy of the book in my hands. It's going to be such an emotional moment for me. I mean, it's the culmination of all my work over the past two years. Uh, I just, I just cannot wait to just hold it and flip through it and be like, this is my writing, like this is my work and it will, you know, it's available for everybody to read. I mean, it's, it's unreal thinking about it.
0: Right. What experiences have you learned being a young writer?
2: Well, you know, everybody always says, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't give up never give up, you know, believe in your dreams, you know, and, and, and I was all, I always thought that that was like, okay, you know, yes, I agree with that. But like, that is so true. You know, you really have to have passion behind everything you do. And you have to have that passion to make sure that, that your item sees it to the finish line, you know, so, you know, yes, you know, challenges happen, you know, with this book, you know, but I, I never doubted, what it needed to be and I never had any doubt in my ability to do it and not just my ability to do it but my ability to do it well so I think that's very very I think that's so true is just don't give up you know yes you know things happen that you don't want to happen but they're the things that need to happen so just like the first publisher pulling out you know that's not what I wanted to happen but that's what needed to happen because I needed that extra time. I needed to work with a professional, you know, uh, you know, I needed to work with Barry Hill and I, I needed to get those, those people interviewed. I needed to get that, that professional cover design. So things will happen that, that you don't want to happen, but that need to happen. You know, in other instances, the last time I was on this podcast, I talked about Rob Decker, you know, mm-hmm. my troubles talking with him. You know, I was, I was so fortunate I was able to interview him in December of 2020. And yeah, you know, I, you know, you know a year and a half between the time that it was supposed to happen and the time that it actually did happen you know did I want that you know not on paper but the pro is that because he was one of the last people that I was able to interview I was able to write much better questions much more refined questions than the questions that were originally written back in you know March of 2019 so again something I didn't want to happen but it's something that needed to happen for this book. Yeah, Rob's a great guy. I
1: met him at the Copperhead Strike Media Day.
2: Yeah, he's. I mean, I talked to him for two hours, and I mean, he's just so great to talk to. I mean, he he really understands Kings Island. Um, I mean, he's you know he grew up on Kings Island, so. Uh, but I love talking to him. Um, I'm I'm so glad that I was able to interview him because uh, his contribution to the park has been tremendous. So. So, so glad that I was able to interview him. I mean, it was just a joy to talk to him.
1: As you look back on the process of writing and creating this book, would you have done anything differently?
2: That's a really good question. Um, honestly, no, I, I, I wouldn't. I would say that everything fell in line to what I, I wanted. You know, everything you know, working under deadlines, you know, this was definitely the best that I could do. And I don't want that to sound like, oh, like I could have done better. Like, I really do believe that this is a a extremely high quality book. So I I really don't think that I would have really, you know, done anything differently because I think everything ended up falling in line into what it needed to be.
0: Did you ever finish a section of the book, go back and reread it? Then select all, delete, and start over again. <laughs>
2: uh, not not necessarily. Um, there there were things that I was not happy about, and then you know I was able to expand on them. So um, just you know, for instance, uh, the Mystic Timbers section. I I actually like that section a lot, um, but. I, I interviewed Greg Crane, who was the uh, Cedar Fair's corporate director of planning and design. And he was like the main person on the Mystic Timbers storyline and theming. And so there was nothing that really needed to be deleted, but like so much needed to be, I, I almost totally rewrote that section just oh, wow. because of all the stuff that I had. And then uh, along the same lines with the Orion section, I didn't delete everything, Um, but there was, uh, I interviewed so many more. I interviewed- um using those extra three months I, inter- I because i was able to add a conclusion to that section and then i was able to add so much more onto beforehand so there was nothing that necessarily needed to be deleted but so many you know phrase changes just to make it all work smoothly so that it doesn't seem like oh this is definitely a section he added on after yeah you know, after he had already written the first draft i oh, he, right. it wanted it all to read very seamlessly and read and be up-to-date too so so nothing that was necessarily deleted but there were sections that were very very heavily modified and, and the two sections that were modified the most were definitely the mystic timbers and orion sections for sure what um,
1: mediums will we be able to get the book in Paperback, yeah. Back,
2: digital. The book will be. Uh, so if you pre-ordered it, it, it will be coming in paperback. Uh, it will be digital as well. Um, I think we are aiming to have a, a hardcover at some point in the near future. Um, but but right now, the two primary ones are um, paperback and, and electronic. And the electronic version has not gone on not gone on sale right now. Right now, um, the focus is on the physical uh, paperback copy.
0: Got you. So will there be a book signing event at the launch of um, a right through time?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I can tell you right now that I'm in discussion. Yeah, and and who knows? Maybe by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have all the details. Um, but yes, and we'll include
0: that underneath if if that's the case, or so, you yeah, can throw it right. out there once right. It's released yeah, no. and throw it in the in the information there.
2: Right. And I'll, I'll definitely keep you updated, but there, there are discussions. I am having discussions right now with the park on, you know, what we could do because I, I think there are a lot of great opportunities for events. So I'll, I'll leave it at that for right now, but I'll, I'll keep everybody updated once, once you hone in a little bit further.
1: How can our listeners order or get a hold of a copy for themselves?
2: Yeah, so right now, if you go to slash Kings Island, and right now we're running a deal. So the book uh, in stores, it'll be $21.95, but right now it's actually $18.95 and it's plus free shipping. So that is the best deal right now, and it's the only spot that you can get it right now. It's not on Amazon. The park at Kings Island is not opening until May 8th. Uh, So right now, you got to get it online. And like I said, if you order it online, you will get it before April fifteenth.
1: We'll have a link to the page where you can order
2: it in the show notes.
0: And if you do have a launched event, let us let me know so I can come cover it for you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted. I'm I, again, like I said, I think there's a lot of really great opportunities so i'm very excited because i mean this is a major event i mean this is the first ever king's island history book you know this is a major event so it definitely is an event that needs to be celebrated
0: and we're happy to be a part of it with you uh because we as you know as you had said earlier ki central was quite a bit of an inspiration for you in your book and getting started with it along with being asked at the park about it so you know we want to Take this journey with you and and be in, involved with it as much as we can to help help you promote it.
2: Well, thank you very much. It it means a lot to me. I know both Brad and I have
1: already pre ordered our copies.
0: That's right. Can't wait to to get it. Thank and you. I, well, and I keep going. Am I going to jump to the Orion section? Um, but then you talked about earlier turning around uh, the racer. So do I jump to the racer section? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah you, you you gotta you gotta start at the beginning and and read through you know every you' every, no of, fun everything well, you know everything kind of builds off of each everything builds off of each other you know I know, this, but I <laughs> you know I, I understand <laughs> but uh but it's it's gonna be great. I'm real excited for you to read it I mean and and there's there's so there's there's just so much fun tidbits and fun stories and I, I just think it really captures the flavor the character of the park over the years, and the people that have made Kings Island, Kings Island, over the years.
0: I think once I get it, I'm going to have to make sure I have a whole weekend dedicated so I can get to the whole thing. Because I have a feeling I'm going to start it and I want to put it down until it's done.
2: Yep. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be 362 pages. Oh my. So yeah, I know a lot of a lot of people, uh, and I don't. I think that you guys understand. Um, you know. The magnitude of this, but I know there's a lot of people that I've talked to who think that it's going to be like a little, you know, dinky kind of passion project type thing. But you know, this is a this is serious book. I mean, this is 362 pages, but but it's not. If if you've only been to Kings Island once, you will still understand everything that is talked about in the book. So that that was another little thing that I really tried to make because I knew that this book was going to be sold at the park. So I really wanted to make sure. That yes, you know, it was detailed and comprehensive enough that it that it told the story of the park. But you know, I I wanted it to still be easily understandable to all of the you know non Kings Island regulars. Mm-hmm. So, so,
1: so now, do you want to write a book about another park?
2: Um, honestly, not at the moment. <laughs> um, to 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 tell you the truth, I mean, this book was about you know giving kings island guests you know what they wanted to read and and you know like what was a gap in our in our in our park you know that, that i felt that i could fill so that was my you know my personal belief um with this book i you know it's not like i'm really against writing another book but it's like all the other parks already have books about them <laughs> you know what i mean you know kings island did not so i was able to plug that gap so
0: any last thoughts before we
2: end um I don't think so I, I, th- I think that we really covered everything I mean it's just I'm just so proud of how it turned out um I mean it's it's I'm so excited for everybody to read it I mean almost all of it all of the stuff in the book has never been published before So it's just going to, I'm just so excited for people's react. I just can't wait to see people's reactions when they're reading it. And oh my gosh, I never knew that. Yeah, that's so cool. I I didn't realize that before. I, you know, I didn't know that this person was involved with the park in this way. I'm just so excited to get everybody's reactions because I'm just, I'm just so excited.
0: You know, it sounds like we need a a thread on KIC just to, to get feedback on people's thoughts on it.
2: Yeah, honestly, might not be a bad idea. I, I, I'm
0: kind of yeah. thinking we need to create that uh, pretty soon, uh, especially since. Um, when did you say the first orders that were pre-ordered will start arriving?
2: Um, about two weeks from now, two to three weeks from now. So today is what March the twenty third. March the twenty third. So yeah, so about about two to three weeks from now.
0: So, okay, so be here before of- you know it. Uh, first week or two of april will be showing up so yeah um well in our podcast uh thread we will put how you can go order it and awesome. once we get close to that date of them showing up uh we'll start a thread so people can start their reactions and and give their thoughts and um talk about some of that stuff that has been talked about for years that um now we have confirmation of what happened
2: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be great. I mean, just can't wait.
1: Well, Evan, thanks for taking time to chat with us about your book.
2: Yeah. It, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on Robbie and Brad. I, I really appreciate this opportunity.
0: It's awesome to talk to you and maybe uh, a little bit of time after the the book is launched and uh, we can have a couple people on and have maybe uh, talk to the author.
2: Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Like a question and answer. I think that'd be a perfect opportunity. I'd I'd be happy to do that. It'd be my pleasure.
0: You can tell the uh, media director brains or gears are turning up here on how we can uh, do another podcast with you. Well,
1: Uh, I was thinking maybe, maybe we could do a in-person podcast at the park.
0: Well, we can do that too.
2: That'd be awesome. Just, uh, you know, catch me at Emporium, you know? (laughs)
0: Do a live podcast for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely
0: <laughs> <laughs> on location. But,
2: you know, yeah, yeah. It it a lot of a lot of great opportunities there. So I mean, I'll be visible. You know, all summer. So,
0: <laughs> so will you be an emporium this year as well?
2: Yep, yep. I'll I'm always always an emporium. So absolutely, I will be there this season.
0: All right. Well, we'll definitely stop in, throw a picture of you, and uh, say, "Look at this author."
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your support. It really means a lot to me. It really does. Thanks again, Evan. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. And thank you, Brad. Thanks a lot. Can't wait for you guys to read the book. I'm so excited.
0: Thank you for listening to the Kings Island Central Podcast. KICentral.com is Kings Island's ultimate fan site. For more discussion about Kings Island and other amusement parks, join us over at KICentral.com.